Is Christopher Morel destined to become the next superstar in the MLB? Can Trey Turner regain his former glory? Join us as we give the best trade advice on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Fantasy Baseball Addicts, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my better half, Matthew Ane. Yo, what's going on, Speedy Gonzalez? Yeah, trying to just trying to keep moving, get to the point today, you know. Uh, as always, you can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. If you're listening on a one like Apple or Spotify that allows five star ratings or reviews, we'd appreciate it if you could do that for us. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel, also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. Once again, if you are on YouTube, like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. On today's episode, as I mentioned at the top, can Trey Turner get back to his former glory? Is he worth trading for? Is it worth it to hold Christopher Morrell or get rid of him? Today we're talking trade advice. And Matt, who do we got up first, brother? All right. You know, let's do the trade aways first. Let's let's talk about who we're going to sell high on and really capitalize. So let's talk about Mr. Christopher Morrell. Uh, my guy is just smoking the ball out of the last 11 games. He's hit eight home runs. <laughs> just, just like what? Like. This is just bananas. Is he Babe Ruth or is it Christopher Morel? I don't know. I really don't know. But Morel is just smoking the ball like outrageous. Like last two weeks, right? 15 runs, eight bombs, 14 ribs, a stolen base, 370. Like, yo, dude, like, what are you doing? You're just, mm, just great job all around. Like, great player. But here's the thing, though. Like, I am a fan of what he's doing currently. But I could tell you right now, I did not expect this whatsoever. Like his career high in home runs is 2021, right? In the minors with 18 through 403 at-bats. We're 46 in. And my guy is literally only 10 away from his career high ever in the minors. So do I think that this is going to, that he's going to slow down? Probably. And after this monstrosity of a week wreaking havoc on everybody that went against Morel this week. I would capitalize 100% and be like, yo, dump him as fast as you can. Not because I don't think he's a good player, but because you could probably get yourself a Trey Turner for Morel right now, especially since he's a Swiss Army knife at the at like multiple positions, being eligible at second, third, short, outfield, might as well be catcher as well, and throw a little starting pitcher in there because Morel is just all over the field right now. And I just think, you know what? He's a great sell right now. Also, too, great little stick it in to be like, yo, you don't know what he's going to do. He, he's so good right now. He's so young. You know, you don't know. And, you know, Trey Turner's just underperforming. And, you know, it's that new team, new thing. Da, da, da. Let me take all off your hands. Take this guy, Mr. Morell, and also give me a little something also. You know, like, you can get a lot from Morell right now. At least I think you can. So definitely check out Mr. Christopher Morell as a sell high candidate. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave with this at the top today, and I usually forget to do this, so I'm glad I remembered. 
when we're talking about players to trade for and to trade away, when we're saying to trade somebody away, it's not because we don't like them. It's not because we don't think they have upside or they're going to be good. It's about maximizing value, especially when you're trading. You always want to be getting the most value in a trade. So with Christopher Morrell, his value probably is at its peak. It's not, I don't think it's going to, you know, maintain, he's not going to maintain the home run pace. As Matt mentioned, he's not going to bat 370 all year. So there will be a point where Morales, you know, goes on like, you know, a two week, very cold streak. It's not to say that he he won't be a potential all-star or a great player. It's that get the most that you can from Morel. Now, if you can package him in a trade for Trey Turner, as Matt mentioned, that's exactly what you want to do. Uh, Matt, you did a great job analyzing him here. I will just say he's a power speed guy, Morel. You know, so I mean, if you do need that type of thing on your team, I think he can continue to give you a little bit of that. And on Yahoo, he's eligible at second, third, short, and outfield. So if you need somebody coming off your bench, you know, that can give you that, sure, keep him. But if you can go out there and get yourself a Trey Turner or some of these other guys that we're talking about today or guys that we've talked about in past uh, trade episodes, you're definitely going to want to do that. But let's move on to our next guy here, and it's Josh Lowe. Josh Lowe is a name that's been around, you know, the community for the last, you know, few years. He's uh, a pretty solid player, but he is on another world right now. On the year, Josh Lowe has 27 runs, 11 home runs, 34 RBIs, 9 steals, and he's batting 318. And man, oh man, he's finally, you know, doing what a lot of people thought he was going to do. But once again, when you're trading, it's about maximizing value. I don't see Josh Lowe keeping this, you know, up, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. He doesn't play every single day. They're moving him around the lineup. He went from leadoff to sixth to seventh to fifth. So, you know, it's not super consistent for him. You know, there's some days where he's going to, you know, be in a better lineup spot than others. Let's talk about his, you know, minor league track record, which I believe was actually pretty, pretty solid as I uh, pull this up here. His minor league track record is, I remember it being pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, in 2021, he had 291 with 22 homers, 26 steals. 2022, he had 315 with 14 bombs and 25 steals. So once again, like like Christopher Morrell, he's definitely pretty solid as a power speed combo. As we know, Tampa is you know, pretty much the best team in baseball. So not saying that, you know, like get the fair value for Josh Lowe, get go buy as high, you know, I mean, um, sell as high as you can, you know, buy low on some, you know, all-star players. I'm not selling him for super cheap. I will say that in one, Matt, in one of the leagues I'm in with Matt, we saw a Christopher Morrell trade, you know, a couple of days ago. And I'll just say straight out, it was Christopher Morrell for Josh Young. And I did not think that was fair value for Christopher Morrell, but Hey, to each his own, I think you can get a lot, a lot more from Morrell than that. But, you know, with that being said, with Josh Lowe, same boat, you you could hold on to him if you're going to get, you know, bad offers for him. But if you can sell high, go ahead and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Lowe is a great sell high, high candidate. I do think the average is real. I do think the power is real, just not yeah, this yeah. Real, just not this level of real. Like right now, you're talking like Pete Alonzo in, in numbers, and that's just not, not happening for Josh Lowe. My guy does not have biceps the size of my face like, like Pete Alonzo. So just not exactly. happening. But let's move on here. Let's talk about another name here that I like a lot, and that's Mr. Mitch Keller. Uh, Mitch Keller, you know, we all like good old Mitch. And sorry, I'm just getting this up because I'm a little unprepared today. You know, he's pitching out of his mind right now. Um, you know, Pitt, Pittsburgh. I've always liked him also, too, if you guys were with us last year. When we were watching, like, his little highlights from, like, in oh, camp, yeah. at camp and spring training last year. Oh, boy, he has great stuff. But here's the thing, though. He just never really pulled it together. He has a bunch of moments of pure genius, and then it kind of just like flops. Now, the one thing about it is with young pitchers, it does take a little bit of time to develop, 
And being that he's 27, this could be the year. Now, everything I just said is a great conversation for when you try to put him in a trade. And, you know, Mitch Keller has it in him. He really does all honesty, flat out. He can be a K per nine guy. Most of his career in the bigs has been right under. But, I mean, this year he's showing off that he's got it, which sometimes with pitching, that just happens. You know, they get enough experience in the bigs and then, out of nowhere, you just start seeing that K per nine number raise, rise, and rise, and rise until it just, boom, it's here. So I think this may be a new normal for Mitch Keller in that fact. But in terms of long-term value and what Pittsburgh can kind of do for him, you know, that's where I'm kind of like, let's let's sell high while we can and, you know, worry about it later. Um, I, I'm okay with it. A uh, great, great trade target is somebody we're going to talk about next. Well, not next. Down, uh, later in the show is Julio Urias and you know I, I would try and float that out there for that and somebody else as well but before we before we move on and we I give Dom an opportunity to talk about Mitch Keller I do have some great people to talk about and I'll let you know who's coming up as well and that's Mr. Nathan Navaldi, Charlie Morton and then our trade aways I mean our trade fours are by lows Mr. Julio Urias so Without further ado, our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners. With officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams, unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards. There's no cost to play, so So Rare... Recently also partnered with MLB stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both featured in SoRare current brand campaigns and will gauge with the SoRare community throughout the MLB season. Head to, head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, SoRare.com slash locked on. Start playing today. Uh, we also want to thank our everydayers, our new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your t- your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for tomorrow's episode where Dom and I talk about our best stashes and uh, for either your watch list or your IL and so on and so forth. And lastly, I want to thank everybody for you know doing a great job recommending the show over the last couple of days and you know we're really trying to get to that 2000 subscriber mark now that we've crossed crossed the 1500 threshold so if you guys can just share to a friend who likes baseball fantasy baseball or just likes hearing two dudes you know shoot shoot the you know family friendly word and um you know i think this is a great great podcast to share and i really hope you feel the same way but i'm parched Dom. please please take it away from me Gotcha, brother. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let me hop back in with my little take on uh, Mitch Keller before we move along. Thing is, is is the, he he made a change. You know, it's not like the velocity's up or anything like that. The velocity's the same on pretty much every pitch. He changed his pitch mix, though, which you do like to see. He's throwing a cutter, you know, that he wasn't really throwing previously, uh, and it's working for him. The thing is, though, I think on the Pirates being on the team he's on, the Pirates start off really hot. He's not going to win as many games. He's already up to five wins. If he gets to 10, I'd be, you know, 
shocked kind of. I don't think they're going to win that many games. I don't think he maintains a sub three ERA with a sub one whip the rest of the year. The strikeout, the strikeout's real. He's he's always been known to strike guys out, so the strikeouts are real. But I'll throw out a name that we've talked about a bunch lately. If you could trade Mitch Keller and a little tiny something for Corbin Burns, I would do that all day. I would do that, you know, 10 out of 10 times without, you know, blinking twice. Mitch Keller is only 27, so there is the chance that, you know, he finally, you know, throwing this cutter has figured things out. But then once again, it's about maximizing value, selling guys at their peak. And I think we've been doing a great job on these types of shows of telling you when guys are at their peak value and to trade them for guys that, you know, will get to their peak value eventually. So, yes, Mitch Keller has been fantastic so far this year. He won't maintain it the rest of the way. Get somebody that's going to, you know, bounce back and, you know, get you, you know, those stats that you're looking for for the rest of the season. But, you know, that's my take on Mitch Keller. Let's move on to our next guy, and it is a former New York Yankee. Uh, you know, that's our team, uh, Mr. Nathan Avaldi. I wish he could have done this when he was with New York because he absolutely did not. So, Mr. Avaldi on the year, 60 innings, 61 Ks, 283 ERA, a 099 whip, and five wins on the season. Once again, it's not, I think Avaldi's a decent pitcher, but I don't think he maintains these stats the rest of the way. We have a bunch of starting pitchers coming up that are targets. And as I said, I think Corbin Burns is a great guy to go after right now as well. Somebody we've talked about a few times. Avaldi's 33 years old. Uh, I don't think, you know, he maintains anything like this. This would be his career year at 33. Over the last, you know, three years, he's been solid, but it's a high three ZRA over the last few years. He has, you know, been a little over a strikeout per nine in 2021 when he was an all-star. But last year, he was right under the strikeout per nine. So, you know, I think the strikeouts aren't going to be huge. He'll have, you know, burst out games with the strikeouts. And the whip is something he's never really been known for. You know, a 1-2-0 whip uh, three years ago, two years ago, 1-1-9. Last year, 1-2-3. So, once again, maximize your value. Get rid of Evaldi. Package him with a few other things. And, you know, go get something uh, better. Yeah, absolutely. Great take on Nathan Evaldi. I don't need it. I don't think I need to say anything else. Gotcha, um, brother. Completely <laughs> agree. Let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Charlie Morton. You know, somebody I really did not see having this kind of bounce back, let alone even being fantasy relevant this year. I was really low on, on Charlie Morton, especially after the year he had last year, where, oh, he, had four, where he had a 434 year last year, drafted yeah. him super high. I warned you, but you anyway. did, you did. And it was to my own fault that I was like, nah, nah, the, the 40 year old man will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, one thing Charlie Morton will do is get you strikeouts. Like that's just what he does. Right. So like in 2021, when he had that ridiculous year where he had a three, three, four year, right? He had, he had 216 last year he had 205, even though he had a 434 ERA. Like, you know, the strikeouts are great. Like, he's a great, like, pitch and ditch kind of guy, but I'm not going to hold him for a pitch and ditch. Right now, he's just playing out of his mind. And I don't think this is real. I think that he's, you know, at age 39, there's fatigue that's going to start setting in soon and he's going to start getting blown up. So, yeah, you might give up a little short term production that you could be taken advantage of. But the second he starts getting blown up is when people start going to look, oh, man, he, he had a bad last year. Last year at age 38, look, he's fatigued. Might as well dump now, sell as high as you can on Charlie Morton and really go at it. Because also, too, I just want to point something out. Um, he's pitching at a 285 ERA right now. And his FIP, which is fielding independent, um, what do you call it? Fielding independent pitching, he's 359. So it's almost a whole point, almost a whole run over. So... You know, as I say, as the season goes on, you're going to start seeing that FIP go up 
and then just a little bit less than perfect defense. And we're going to start seeing that ERA climb, climb, climb. So honestly, it's the, the, the writing's on the wall at this point, if you're really doing a deep dive into Charlie Morton. So sell high and put your feet up and smile when you get something nice in return. Yeah, I, I think uh, Charlie Morton, he's throwing a crazy amount of innings. If you go all the way back to 2019, he threw 194. Uh, short season doesn't count. Then he threw 185 in 2021. And 20, last year, he threw 172. I think Morton's bound for an injury at some point. I just don't foresee it lasting much longer. Uh, the selling point is, is that he's on the Braves. You know, he's off to a great start. Remind everybody of that 2021 where he had a monster year. Say, so, yeah, he's, he's on that pace again. And, you know, just I think he's a he's a pump and dump because even last year, the whip was a one, two, three this year to one, three, seven. Uh, you know, a few years back, it was a one, three, nine. So I don't trust Charlie Morton as far as I could throw him. And that's probably not that far. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I think it's just a pump and dump here with Morton. Uh, get him out of your way for some of these guys that we're about to talk about, which include uh, Urias. McKenzie, Tristan McKenzie, that is, and Nestor Cortez. I think they're all definitely targets that you want to go after. But uh, let's take the lead here with somebody who just got hurt, but I still think there's opportunity to buy, and it's Julio Urias. The thing with Urias is he's he's slated to throw a bullpen next week already. You know, I I think he's been dealing with this injury a little bit longer than it's been, you know, led on to because he's off to a pretty – Bad start this season. It's not horrible, but it's bad. 4-3-9 ERA for Urias, uh, 55 innings, 53 strikeouts. He does have five wins, however, which is, you know, pretty solid. So, you know, the selling point is, is all oh, a bad ERA, injury. You don't know what's going to happen here with him. He's giving up more home runs than he ever has in his career. Make sure you throw that one in because uh, that's a great selling point, too. He's been giving up a lot of bombs. But, you know, uh, Urias' career ERA is a 2.95 over 655 innings. So I don't think that, you know, he's all of a sudden going to be this horrible pitcher. I don't think he's going to do what Giolito did last year. I, I don't see that for coming, uh, you know. From the 26-year-old Urias, I think he's going to be, you know, fantastic down the stretch when he makes his way back. And it looks like he's going to probably have that minimum stay of 15 games. I think while he's on the IL, you know, Dodgers have one of the best, uh, you know, coaching systems in the whole league. So I think they're going to sit down with Urias and be like, hey, this is what's going on. Maybe he's tipping pitches. I think I did hear that, that he was tipping pitches at some point. And he's had some, you know, uh, tough matchups here so far at the beginning of the season. I think he turns the ship around. I think he finishes the year with like a low three ZRA, a nice whip right around a K per nine, what you expect from him. So if you could take your Mitch Keller or your Charlie Moore or your Nathan Navaldi and, you know, turn it into a trade for Urias, I think you're spot on. Absolutely. Um, I am very disappointed in where he has started off, but he had a bunch of moments of brilliance and good games that he, you know, put together so Urias is definitely worth it and I mean you look at his track history and he's definitely worth a trade for right now but before I get we talk about our next guy which will be Trey Turner then Tristan McKenzie and Nestor Cortez Dom has somebody cool that we have to talk about yes sir I sure do have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the GameTime app. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the GameTime app is super rewarding with flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in, 
lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's a reason why it's the fasting, fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets and the lowest price is always guaranteed. But all right, let's step back into this thing. And uh, Matt, uh, you talked about Arias, right? Yeah, it's my. Right, so. uh, we talk about Mr. Trey Turner. Yeah, I, I know. There's a there's a couple times where after I, I've I've read the ad, I kind of I kind of left you out a little bit. But you know what? Take uh, take Trey Turner. I know it's your your hometown boy. So uh, let, let's go for it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Trey Turner. I've been watching a lot of. I've been to a few games. I might add too. So like. It's really rough to hear how people are really upset about him, but they're talking about him the same way they're talk they were talking about um what's his face? Um Castellanos for last year. Yeah. So Casti had a hard time adjusting. It's a it's a hard city to play in since fans are really rough. But Trey Turner is still doing good things outside of the fact of just honestly choking in big moments. And quite honestly, like I'm looking at his uh chase rate, uh like He's uh he's down on the chase. It's just he's not he's down in the zone swinging like he's just not doing what he normally does. Like his numbers are not looking normal for me. On top of that, he's striking out way more than he normally had in his career. I'm just not really liking liking the 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 outlook for Trey Turner. But at any point in time, a really good hitter can turn this around. And Trey Turner is above Castellanos. He's above, you know, other players. He's been one of the best players in all of baseball. So anything that I just said is always an argument for trying to trade for them now. Like, hey, this is what I'm going to tell you to try and, you know, dig it in and kind of stick the net, the, the knife in the back as I rob you and steal Trey Turner away from you. I've saw a lot of people that that have traded away in our comments and, hey, I don't blame you if you're the person trying to trade him away. As long as you get fair uh, value back, like somebody just told me in the comments uh, from our video today, yesterday, um, that they got Mookie Betts from fair trade, like good job. But like that's also what you what you're you might have to give up. But honestly, if you're willing to give up some of the guys above, like Morel, who's probably going to be the sexiest name you can throw out there, you know, Trey Turner may be that guy that you could scoop up on the cheap. And only have to throw in a little something else. So Trey Turner, definitely a guy I'm targeting to buy low on 100%. Trey Turner is going to bounce back. Yeah, Matt, you said that perfectly. I think the great instigator for a Trey Turner trade is a Christopher Morell. You go to the, you know, Trey Turner owner, you say Morell and like a, uh, an elite closer, like a Josh Hader or somebody like that for Trey Turner. I think that's, that's like a conversation at this point. Uh, but don't if you are if you are the Trey Turner owner though I will say this I think you need to stand pat he was you know first round pick pretty much one of the first top three picks he's a career two ninety nine hitter uh, I think he gets right back around there I think there's just going to be a big month ahead of him might be June hopefully it's June and uh, he's just going to have a huge year he's he's so consistent. Mm-hmm. When you're that consistent of a player, let's his. Uh, I'll read you off his last two years. In 2022, Turner had played 160 games, 652 at bats, 101 runs, 39 doubles, four triples, 21 bombs, 100 RBIs, 27 steals, 298. 
the year before, 2021, Turner, 148 games, 595 at-bats, 107 runs, 34 doubles, 3 triples, 28 bombs, 77 RBIs, 32 steals, hit 328. The year before, he had 355. This is what Trey Turner does, man. You know, he may be off to a slow start. As Matt and I always say, um, you know, new city is always hard to adjust to right away. But I don't see Trey Turner not finishing the year as at least close to a first round value at worst second round value. So I think you could buy on Trey Turner and, you know, you're still going to be happy with the result doing that. Let's move on to, uh, you know, starting pitcher. You know, uh, Matt, I know this is one of your boys, but uh, I think I got a little something to say about him first. So, you know, Tristan McKenzie, you know, working his way back, he had that, you know, unfortunate shoulder injury to, you know, start off the year. But, you know, he's already on his way back. He had his first rehab outing. He struck out four. He looked pretty good. The velocity was right where it's always been, around 92 miles per hour. You know, he was getting a lot of swings and misses. So it looks good. I think he maybe needs like three, four more starts, you know, just to build up the stamina. Could only be three if he looks great and he's giving the length that you need to. The kid is young. He's talented. He's got great, you know, um, you know, uh, breaking breaking pitches to go with that, you know, pretty solid fastball. I think the sky is the limit for a young Tristan McKenzie. One thing that Matt and I always say about him is he's just got to put a little bit of weight on his frame. He's six foot five, one sixty five. If he gets to up to one eighty five, man, you know, he starts eating a little bit, puts a little muscle on them bones. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. He's only twenty five years old, and I'll remind you of Tristan McKenzie's breakout year last year where he had 11 wins, 2.96 ERA, 30 starts, 191 innings, 190 Ks and a 095 whip. Kids kids uh, his kids got the world at his fingertips. He's always been great on the whip, you know, something that he, you know, is very very good control pinpoint almost. Uh, I think you could buy on Tristan McKenzie. This might be the last time we're able to say that because he might go out there next time in the minors, throw five, six innings, have a bunch of strikeouts and, you know, give up minimal contact and that's it. Then there's no more buying opportunity. So I think this is the last time you can go out there and buy on Tristan McKenzie. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's eligible to return. I don't know if you said this on May 29th. I did not. Yes. So, you know, the window is getting small. Um, Owners that have held on to him may be a little hesitant. You may have to give a little bit up. But, I mean, honestly, I think he's worth it based off of everything Dom just said. And I'm looking, too. And his velo is back to where it was last year. So that's, that's another correct. good sign. And they're going to give him more outings just to build up some stamina. So Tristan McKenzie can come back up and be an instant, instant um, surge of energy into your lineup, especially if you lost your Rias and you're sitting on him. So, you know, try and snag him if you can. But let's move on here. Great take, Dom. Let's talk about Thanks, Mr. Nestor, Nestor Cortez. Um, somebody's off to a horrendous start. You know, every once in a while he'll go and have a moment of genius and be like, ah, he's back. And then he's not, well, this is good for you trying to snag him. I tried to epically failed. Unfortunately, (laughs) uh, you know, it's all right. When you, when you're doing trades, you gotta, you gotta swing big. Sometimes you miss, sometimes you hit a home run. Yeah. So like, you know, I understand why Nestor's going to be hard for somebody to part with, but I still think it's at least worth shooting your shot because, you know, the kid is good and it is the it's ripe right now because I mean his last start against Toronto was great. You know, he had the three RA, but then against Tampa Bay, he had a 12 4 6 ERA, right? Then he goes out and I, he's like bipolar, three six ERA, and then a 13 5 ERA, and then a five four, and then a four five, and then two five seven, three three eight, and a one eight, right? Like those are really inconsistent numbers. Like, quite honestly, like the last month his ERA is a seven two. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not selling this for you if you think he's probably done, but I truthfully think Nestor's going to return to form. He started off the year hurt, 
you know, trying to work his way back from that. He's probably still feeling it because it was a soft tissue issue since it was a hammy. So I, I, you know, these things can linger, unfortunately. And you know what? The best thing for him may be if it is something that's lingering. I have no confirmed information. I'm not in the bullpen with everybody, even though as much as I'd love to be in there, <laughs> you know, I think that if anything, if we get an IL stint, that'd be even more of a saying, okay, they're going to take time. They're going to get in the heel and boom, boom, boom. Or maybe it's just, hey, he's trying to figure something out. But Nestor Cortez will return to glory, and hopefully you don't have to give up too much. So definitely take a look at Nestor Cortez. Yeah, Matt, it was a great, great take. Pretty much everything I was going to say, you you covered in the sense of, you know, he could be that ham. He still could be bothering him. He didn't really get any spring training in. He kind of just went out there and went for it. So, you know, uh, I think he's that's probably a big culprit here. I'll just read you off what Nestor did uh, the last two years combined to give you that faith. Over the last two years combined, not including this year, Nestor has 14 wins, 7 losses, 42 starts, 251 innings, 266 strikeouts, and a 097 whip. So, you know, Nestor is pretty reliable the last two years. I think he gets back to that type of glory. I don't think the ERA is going to be sub two, but low threes with good strikeouts, good wins on that Yankees team is what you could expect from Nestor. If you could start that trade talk with a Mitch Keller or an Avaldi, I think that sounds great. I'll say this, though. Chris, I don't know if I'd give up Morel for uh, – Nestor, but I would definitely start with some of these starting pitchers and even Charlie Moore and the guys that we mentioned at the top. You start that trade conversation with some of those guys for Nestor. I think that's a good move. But let's move on to our last guy here, and it is uh, the speedster, Tim Anderson. He's getting a little bit older, but you know what? I still think there's a lot left in the tank. Uh, when Eloy comes back, you know, Luis Roberts kind of been playing out of his mind of late, and I think Tim Anderson is, you know, kind of in the trade turn a sense. We know what he is. He's a great batting average hitter. He's a career 286 hitter over uh, 800 games. So that, that just doesn't go away, especially as you know, he's 30 years old. He's not too, too old yet. Uh, I think the power co- uh, comes back. He's hit at like all of his career, except for 2020. He's hit at least 17 bombs when he's played close to a full season. So I think he gets right back around there. He's another guy that missed a few weeks with a knee injury. So he's probably trying to get back on track from that. I think Tim Anderson is a fantastic by low candidate. If you need someone that's a little bit of speed, batting average and runs, and he will contribute a little tiny bit in the home runs and RBIs as well. So I think Tim Anderson is definitely a name to go out there and consider when you're looking to make trades. Absolutely. Great take, Dom. Honestly, dude, I have nothing to add there. Just, you know, take it away, my friend. All right, brother. So, guys, that is all for today for us. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. And just a huge thank you to our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're tuned in for a new episode tomorrow when Matt and I tell you who to stash on your IL and watch list. But until then, see you. Peace.